Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you on the third Tuesday monthly from 1 to 2 p.m., Aetherius Radio Live is hosted by the wonderful Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. They always have an amazing show prepared with wonderful topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, and the Next Master, and more. They invite you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary Master of Yoga and world-renowned medium Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. So without further ado, I give you your host, Richard Lawrence. And Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Hi, Richard. Hey, Chrissy. Hi there. Hi. So here we go. So we're, we're talking today about the uh, the New Age teachings of the Master Jesus. Absolutely. And of course, yes. uh, last time we covered a, a very advanced topic, really, and, a, and probably a very, um, to some people, quite far out topic, as a matter of fact, the namely, but a very, very important one, uh, namely the six adepts, uh, the the hearers of this age, and uh, we based it on uh, a transmission delivered by the Master Jesus Himself through Dr. King, called the Three Saviors Are Here. And, and Chrissy, I was just having a look at the book, The Three Savers Are Here, and I noticed a particular passage in it, in the commentary by Dr. King. And he said this, On the mento-physical and mento-psychic levels, there is very little known about the three adepts. But on the psycho-spiritual levels, much is known about them. On the higher planes inhabited by evolved beings who have lived upon this earth and have passed on and await the correct time for their rebirth into the physical reincarnatory cycle, much time is spent in prayer and blessings for these three mighty beings. Wow, that's very interesting. (laughs) It is interesting, isn't it? It goes on upon the basic levels. Man will not allow himself to see the trees even though he be in the midst of the forest. So... It actually confirms, you know, I must say, some of the um, contacts uh, that I feel, I believe, that I've had from higher planes in the last couple of years, um, where I do believe they're, 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 the, the, some of those who've, contact, who've made contact with me, and these are not masters, these are not advanced, or certainly not ascended masters or cosmic masters, but... Uh, certainly people, possibly what Dr. King would describe as on the psycho-spiritual levels, and indeed they hold the six adepts and the three adepts in incredible reverence. I have to say that um, I have witnessed uh, Richard taking these uh, incredible messages from very advanced beings, and um, my husband and I have both witnessed it, and I, I myself also and you can actually uh, read some of these on your website, uh, richardlawrence.co.uk, and I highly recommend that you you do take time to do that because they really are fantastic. So, well, thank you, Chrissy. I mean, I want to stress here that this isn't Ethereum Society teaching. These are these are contacts that I have received, and which I uh, believe to be, and, and in fact, I, in my own mind, I'm absolutely sure, are completely genuine. 
Um, uh, but they're not official Ethereum Society teaching. I want to make that no. clear. But having said that, I mean, one of the uh, later on in the same passage in the three savers here, Dr. King says this about the lower astrals and the, uh, where the, the six adepts have had to operate uh, to clean up, as we were talking uh, last time, about the transmutation of Satan itself. And he said this, if you really probe into the heart of the system there, you would find something which makes Dante's Inferno as mild huh. as a child's comic strip in comparison. Oh, really? And that was very interesting to me because I, I'm sure I believe that Dante would fully endorse that now. Um, yeah. But, of course, he, he did have that interest, and he's one of the people I, I was actually referring to who has told me in contacts that I, I believe I've had anyway, um, that, uh, you know, he holds these beings in the highest possible reverence. That's very interesting, isn't it? Um, also, it is, yes. For the listeners, I mean, the fact is the previous show, I highly recommend, it's been archived, highly recommend you listen to it because the fact is that you just heard that you know, this information is known about and revered by the people on the high, very advanced beings, but we, we have the opportunity um, through the Ethereum Society, through Dr. George King, to actually have this information ourselves so if you are a, you know into um the new age teachings or a seeker then you really have to have this information because it's such an essential part of the age that we're in that we're entering now indeed and and going um well way above and beyond even these higher mental realm uh, individuals uh, of course the cosmic masters themselves as well as the ascended masters hold these six in tremendous reverence and the master jesus right. does himself and and we read last time or you did chrissy this incredible quote which i'll just remind listeners to ethereus radio live about these three have done more for the human race upon earth than any other three masters who've ever contacted the human race at any time upon this planet in comparison with what they have done for you my task and the results of what I did were naught, were not even worthy of mention. I, Jesus, whom you murdered and who rose again to prove to you a great spiritual truth, have made this declaration before my God. I mean, wow. that's just, I mean, my opinion is, and this is only my opinion, is that the, uh, the adepts themselves would not say that what the Master Jesus did was naught. Um, right. But that's the humility of the Master Jesus. But the comparison, certainly, I think would they'd have to agree, um, what they did had a much greater long-lasting impact on this world, even, even than the gigantic sacrifice made and mission accomplished by the Master Jesus, which we're, we're going to talk about today, of course as well as his New Age teachings. Chrissy, I, I had a bit of an, ex, uh, an interesting experience on one occasion. Um, I'm speaking to you now from Ethereum's house in London, our European headquarters. And when Dr. King used to come over, as you'll well remember, Chrissy, because you were here at that time, he, mm. he had a tiny little apartment upstairs, uh, extremely humble, very modest, and never, although he could have done, sought to improve his material lot beyond that yeah. and he would yeah. sit up there and on a Sunday morning when we had our divine service here now we have another temple as well here but now what we call the George King Chapel here was 
our, our place where we held the services, as you, as you well know, Chrissy, and, and other listeners right. may know. And the, in the old days, the technical department for that was, up, was located right upstairs in a tiny little room next to his two-room apartment. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and so on a Sunday morning, uh, when he, he was actually very, very busy and he was occupied, uh, but during the divine service, you could actually hear the service being relayed through the technical equipment, the operator of the technical equipment being next to his apartment, you see. Now, right. on a Sunday morning, every morning, be it in Michigan, London, or wherever we are, Warrington, any place where we're holding, you know, worry, um, I should say from worry to Warrington, um, <laughs> we, we always play uh, one of the blessings delivered by the Master Jesus. Yeah. And uh, so on this occasion, he was sitting in his office, and the blessing by the Master Jesus was quite audible, and he could, you could hear it being relayed. And we've talked at length about the beauty of these wonderful transmissions from the Twelve Blessings, and uh, I'm sure some of the listeners have managed to avail themselves of these because they can now be purchased, and I believe downloaded too. So this was being relayed quite audibly, and I was walking upstairs to help him, assist him with the work he was doing that morning, essential work, which meant we, we, we weren't at the service, and I was bringing a cup of tea up to his office for him. And as I came in, I remember him saying to me, uh, because you, we could hear the Master Jesus giving one of the blessings loud and clear, and mm. he said to me these words, he said to me, very spiritual man, that Jesus. And I sort of thought, gosh, what do you say to that? You know, a <laughs> being of that caliber, um, yes, oh. in spiritual. Uh, but then he said, not like the adepts. And I said, well, I reminded him, Chrissy, of this quote I've just read out about what mm. the oh. Master Jesus said about the adepts. And I said, They're, you know, these are highly spiritual uh, beings. And he said, well, no. They're scrapping lads, oh. <laughs> and that was his throwaway oh, line. And, and and the the impression I had from that was that they didn't want to be. Uh, it wasn't their goal or their mission or their task to be perceived, per se, as sort of holy people. Although they right. obviously were and are regarded as such throughout the, the higher realms of this earth, uh, they 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 really you know, had a job to do, and to do that enormous job required them to take a sort of a different kind of approach. And it's Very one that Dr. King, in his own way, actually took also. You know, uh, as you will know, you know, he, he didn't stand on ceremony, he didn't want to be... I mean, I remember on one occasion trying to give him healing when he was quite poorly and, in, and in, confined to a bed and lying down. And to get a good position to give him healing, I had to kneel down to get my hands, you know, on his stomach area where he, had, where he wasn't well. Um, and he, he wouldn't let me. He said, no, no, I don't want anyone kneeling in my presence. So I had to sort of crouch instead. Uh, that was the sort of approach he adopted. Well, I thought I'd just throw that in because, you know, there, there, is, a, there is a sort of idea... Um, that all masters are the same, and they aren't yes. all. They're, they're incredibly different. They're incredi they have their own, if you can use this word, personality. And right. the right. personality, the spiritual persona, if you like, of the Master Jesus is absolutely beautiful. I, I've always thought that the very fact, that people instinctively know what a wonderful, for, of all religions actually, what a yes. wonderful 
being the master Jesus was, whatever they think that he was. And, yeah. and I've always thought the very fact that such a persona could exist is proof enough of <laughs> oh. God, virtually, you know. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, but, yeah. but, you know, I, I just say this because next month, of course, um, and you'll have to forgive me with this long preamble to our broadcast today, <laughs> but next month we're, we're, we're going to be covering avatars and gods who came to Earth. And we'll be going through a number of... It's a tour that I'm doing, actually. I launched it uh, this month in, in Manchester, uh, yeah. in a monastery, actually, interestingly enough. A high Catholic monastery had been. Now it's used for various events. Uh, but the setting is still there. It was, oh, the, the old Franciscan friars were there in the past and so on. There's a very fitting place. And um, later going to other parts of the UK. Um, but it, it's interesting. And I think, actually, that you, the article's coming out in your, in your um, journal, isn't it, Chrissy? It is. The Body, Mind, Spirit Guide. It's coming out uh, mm. in April, half of part one. It's, uh-huh. um, and part two will be in May. So do pick up... Right. Uh, the copies of Great. the Body, Mind, Spirit Guide. Good. Well, to time in with that, of course, we'll we'll be devoting our April program next month to avatars and gods who came to Earth. And I think one of the things that comes out of it is how different they were from each other. Uh, and I think quite yes, deliberately yes. different on certain occasions, yes. balancing each other virtually. And we'll talk Great. about that more um, next month, of course. That's such a that's such a good point that you're making, Richard. And another thing I've thought that when we play one of the blessings to someone who's completely new, and if we never announced who the blessing was from, I think everybody knows just by listening that it's the Master Jesus. I think you're right. And people have In said fact, that. We, they just we've know had it. people, haven't we, who who who've yeah. heard the voice without being told, and they said that's yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's it's true. Um, very, very interesting point as well, because I used to have, before, you know, years and years ago when I was young, I used to have this fear that when one become advanced, you somehow lose your personality, inverted commas. But as you say, the great ones are so very fascinating and so diverse and so mm. interesting as compared with, you know, the average person. Mm-hmm. So true. And, and, of course, the Master Jesus, whose birth date... Uh, was uh, two days ago, actually, on March the 15th. Uh, so it's a very fitting time to be talking about the Master Jesus. Um, you know, he, he, his mission to Earth is, is in very, very misunderstood, uh, I think, too, is another point which we, we should bring out today. And we owe a lot, well, we owe our understanding, anyway, of his true mission to Dr. King and the way he has yeah. explained the strategy behind his mission, if you like, the karmic strategy behind his mission, which, as far as I know, Chrissy, the full, this full explanation is completely unique. I haven't come across a full explanation of the real reason that he died, in that detail anyway, and the way he planned it and so on, and the why he came to Earth anywhere else. No, me neither. And uh, both of us do a lot of studying and reading over the well, years. Well, yes. And, and certainly uh, there, are, there are a number of people who would say this wasn't an accident. It was quite obvious that he planned it. There are, I've come across that occasionally. You know, he wouldn't have been tricked and so forth by a kiss mm. from Judas and all the rest of it. That I've heard. But the full karmic explanation, I think, again, we owe to Dr. George King. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. 
who really understood it, who really revered the Master Jesus, who, who, was, who, who was, found it very emotional when he was ever addressed on the rare occasions where he received a transmission and the Master Jesus, although he didn't give personal messages, nevertheless referred to uh, Dr. King as my son. And that had a very powerful emotional effect on Dr. King always, always never failed yeah. to move him to tears afterwards of course he couldn't be moved to tears yeah. during it or he couldn't receive it right yeah mm. yes. yes well perhaps we better get going chrissy because um that was quite a I preamble so. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting one so, so we're, we're going to focus today we were going we on to start, i'm sorry no you please you introduce it please yes today we were going to study uh one of the transmissions the messages that were given uh, through Dr. King, and this one was given uh, in September 1957, a long time ago, but still very, very relevant today, as you'll hear. And it's actually in three parts, and the first part uh, is by uh, Mars Sector 6, the second part, the Master of Sirius, and the third part, which we're going to read in full, is the transmission from the Master Jesus, and it's entitled The One Who Came in Grace. And it goes much more into detail about Jesus' mission that Richard has referred to and so on. So how should we handle this today, Richard? Shall I uh, begin well, I, by I reading think some What I would suggest is you always read so beautifully, Chrissy. Oh, that thank we, you. But we read just the extracts from uh, Master Set of Six and the Master of Theorists that relate to the Master Jesus. They're just short yes, parts of those, those transmissions. I and, have those, yeah. And that, yeah, and then we then we go into the body of the text by the Master Jesus. Exactly. So um, I'll begin with um, the first part then. This is mm-hmm. Mars Sector 6 reporting from satellite number 3, now in special magnetization of terror. You have been informed that one did come in sweet gentleness to you. This coming was a direct result of decisions which were made upon the planet Saturn previously. The vessel referred to in certain of your holy works as the Star of Bethlehem was a vehicle coming directly from Saturn, carrying certain members of the Supreme Tribunal, so that a Venusian you call Jesus could come to herald in that age. Yes, I, I, I think we've discussed this before. I think it's probably very well known to Ethereus Radio Live listeners that uh, we believe the Star of Bethlehem was a spacecraft, that um, it was arranged that the beings, the most advanced beings, and we discussed this in in the context of the Nine Freedoms, uh, in this solar system are resident upon Saturn, other than the Sun itself, of course, and that this was arranged by beings from Saturn, or in conjunction with them. And the Martyr Jesus was basically given a mission to perform by these beings and his incarnation was brought about upon earth. And the next part. Those terrestrial men who are thinkers know beyond a doubt that that age was the age of emotion. It was necessary that one versed in the art of controlled emotion should come among you. Such a one yeah, I think you, you, I think you should talk about that, uh, Chrissy Moore, because you 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 are the astrologer among us. Yes, the age uh, Master Jesus came to herald in the 
previous age, the age of Pisces, and these ages are part of what's in astrology called the Great Year, which is about 25, well, it is 25,000 years long, a great cycle. Astrology is full of cycles, and this is a, a great cycle, which is divided into 12, according to the signs of the zodiac, going backwards through the zodiac, and through each age, which is about approximately 2,000, 2,165, if you divide it um, uh, absolutely, but it, there's a kind of flexibility within it. But it's about 2,000 years. Um, with, as each age progresses, there are certain uh, lessons for humanity to learn which are inherent within that age. And so we, we see coming to earth during these times great teachers such as the Master Jesus, avatars from beyond this earth who have the consciousness and the spirituality to bring uh, the influence to bear that humanity can see what it is that he should be learning. And the last age, the age of Pisces, as is said, was the age of emotion. And emotion, as we know, uncontrolled, can, uh, people can kill and, and maim, but controlled emotion, which the Master Six uh, says, the Master Jesus was versed in the art of controlled emotion, which is love, which was an expression of love through service, through healing, etc., which he demonstrated, um, is one of the lessons that we, were, we should have been learning through this age. And now we're into the Aquarian age, which has another set of lessons. Uh, of course, um, this is a kind of an ongoing, all the ages, they, we have ongoing lessons. So this, this particular lesson, controlling the emotion, uh, learning about the great power of love, is one which will also be in future ages too, but it's just that it was kind of um, the main focus, if you like, of this age. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you, you want to add? No, no, that's covered it beautifully. So the next part, such a one came from Venus to teach you the laws so that you could control basic emotion and turn it into that active thing called wisdom. What is wisdom? What else, dear friends, but love in action? Thus it was that this one came and allowed his brutal murder, allowed, mark this, O men of terror, for had such a one as this but lifted his small finger in his own defense, then easily, could he easily have overthrown all military might in those days. Yes, that, that, there's, a, there's a lot there. I mean, um, it's a strange thing that certainly when I was being taught the Bible at school and so on, you're sort of given two impressions. One is that he was very famous, Jesus, that you know, everyone knew and he was, a, he was a real worry to the Romans and a real worry to the Jews and, um, mm-hmm. and so on, um, the Jewish hierarchy, I should say. Um, and the other is that he was hardly known at all. I mean, he can't have been that well known or you wouldn't have needed Judas to identify him. And it can't have been that big a movement. He had to be picked out for them to even recognize who he was. Um, It's quite obvious, I think, when one really looks at it, that anybody who did what he did at the time that he did it... um, over the, that period, and we've got Easter coming up, of course, um, the Passover and so on, and disrupted the festival and all of that, would yeah. be in trouble. 
And it's quite, I'm afraid, a fact that crucifixion was a, a fairly common event, relatively speaking, in those days. Uh, again, when it, when the way it's depicted, almost when, when I was growing up, was it like this: this this death was almost invented for Jesus. And the reason I mention that is because clearly he set about being caught, yeah. and he and he did it very successfully. I mean, uh, Mars seventy six goes further and says that of course he could have uh, prevented the whole thing anyway if he'd used his powers, which he didn't do. He lifted his small finger. So the whole thing was contrived, and we, we need, we'll go in and discuss exactly why it was contrived, but I, th I think now anyone who looks, I think anyone who had disrupted, uh, and, and, and take, you know, Pontius Pilate also is portrayed as though he was sort of a dark force, which he was, of course, by what he did, and certainly, I'm, I'm sure Roman, was he a centurion or whatever he, governor, governors of those days, were probably the nicest of people to bump into i'm sure but he was probably doing what most governors would have done confronted with that situation now he shouldn't have done it of course and this is a complete exception and it cannot be compared obviously to any other crucifixion or any other event that's not the point i'm making but clearly the master jesus knew how to go about being caught and suffering an, an apparent defeat. And let's just stress the word apparent. Right. And I think he even rode into town on a donkey. I think it was Sabbath exactly. too, was it not? Yes, yes. Ah. He, he, he carried yeah, it all out as a very clear and definite manipulation uh, to take mm -hmm. karma, which, as we know, has been completely misunderstood by Orthodox Christianity as the forgiveness of sins, it's not the forgiveness of sins at all, because that isn't possible in terms of wiping them out. We all have to work yeah. through our karma. But certainly, uh, as Dot King has explained, to prevent a disaster that was due in those days by taking karma, which he did through his death. Hence, he virtually arranged for his death. And there are those that believe, um, there are some that believe even Judas was part of that arrangement. Not a betrayer, yeah. but someone who yeah. was operating under strict instructions of the Master Jesus uh, to go out and do what he did. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that, Richard. I'll, I'll just mm. continue then. Yes. Um, this murder of the Venusian who walked from Nazareth was allowed because he saw that it was essential that he should take certain karma from terror as a whole. By his grace do you sit here tonight. Yes, and by his grace do you, now resident in the etheric realms, enjoy such, such residence. Know this. Realize your spiritual debt and strive, O men of terror, to pay this back to your higher selves because you can never pay this back to the one who so came. Interesting. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I think that says it all. I think it's it's yes. it's clearly much better expressed there than we could comment on, Chrissy. And by yes. the way, we seem to be halfway through. Do we need to have a any a break at this point? Oh, that would be a good point before we begin with um, the extract from the Master Etherius transmission. Yes. Okay. So over to Courtney. Thank you. 
Thank you, guys. You are listening to Ethereus Radio Live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze and today's topic, New Age Teachings of Master Jesus. Special events coming up include European headquarters. Richard Lawrence will be giving lectures in March and April as follows. The Theosophical Society in London on Sunday, March 22nd, The Path of the Karmic Athlete at the Probe International Conference in Blackpool on Saturday, March 28th, Avatars and Gods Who Came to Earth, in Glastonbury Positive Living Group in Glastonbury, Wednesday, April 15th, Avatars and Gods Who Came to Earth. If you would like more information about Richard Lawrence's events, please go to his website at richardlawrence.co.uk. And at the Michigan branch, Chrissy and Gary Blaze will be conducting a Sunday service, including a DVD, mystic visualization, mantra, prayer, and one of the 12 blessings on Sunday, March 29th. For more information about her upcoming events, please visit chrissyblaze.com. You can also visit ethereus.org for more details, including events in the U.S., Europe, and other parts of the world. And now back to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you very much, Courtney. I, I was going to just add, Chrissy. It's a it's a strange thing. We don't want to get too diverted by this, but how some people could both believe that Jesus was the one, is the one and only Son of God, and also believe that he was tricked by a fairly yeah, well, ordinary true. human being who was actually one of his own followers. Yeah, that's very interesting. It doesn't make sense <laughs> so at God, all, does it? God was no. fooled. You know, I mean, it's absurd. But however. Let's continue. This is uh, an extract from the second part of the transmission, the Master is serious. The Master you call Jesus has come to speak to you for a short time this evening so that again his radiations, his, shall we say, spiritual power of love may enter into the hearts of some men. Now this one has already sacrificed upon the behalf of this planet and in order that he should come again, certain application had to be made to the lords of karma. The message you will hear, so far as I am personally concerned, will not be as important as the radiations which will emanate from the point of consciousness he will use during his speech. These radiations will be far-reaching. Yes, and that point of consciousness, of course, was Dr. King, his medium. And that's the point the the radiations came from, yes. And uh, I think this is the uh, this was going to be the extract we read from that transmission. Is that correct? Yes. We yes. Go on to the Master Jesus one. Indeed. And I, I just want to say one thing uh, about radiations is that um, do come along to a divine service at one of the centres you're closest to because. There's one thing that when we listen to him, as Richard said, we play every single Sunday one of the blessings. It's not just the words, but it is the radiations that you'll feel from the Master mm-hmm. Jesus that will change you forever. So do not miss this experience, please. Absolutely. Um, incredible radiation. So the next part is, of course, the Master Jesus and um, beautiful, beautiful transmission. Oh, my beloved children... I bring you all my blessings. I bring you all my love. Turn again to that wondrous power of God which is within you all. O dear sweet children, 
be kind to those who would show cold cruelty to you. Be sweet to those who would face you with bitterness in their hearts. If you do this, O oh my brothers, you will be great. You will know that God doth dwell among you all. I yes, I mean, one could say so much about this, Chrissy, and we've, uh-huh. we've, we've got to get through a bit, but just, of course, I would just say this. There's two things, of course, when we when we are able to return uh, what the Master Jesus calls sweetness for bitterness and uh, uh-huh. kindness for cold cruelty. Two things taking place. First of all, of course, it's a loving, transmuting energy that we're radiating, which will, if you like, pacify the emanation that are coming in our direction. But also, and that'll be good for the recipient, even though they, they've sent bad energy to us, it'll be good for them. But also, of course, it's part of what you were talking about earlier, the controlled emotion. By doing that thing, we are learning to control our own emotions. You know, yeah, we are not reacting uh, in the way that people would normally react. You know, if someone's violent to them, they're violent back. We are controlling that and radiating something else. Absolutely, that's a very good point. And that chain of reaction is what causes all the problems that constantly upon this planet. So we have to stop yes. it. Mm-hmm. But, and this is the key. I mean, Master Jesus gives us the key here. I come again at this time to implore you to turn again to these teachings of God so that you might radiate this wonderful light of sweet, everlasting love around you so that you might impregnate those who are blind so that you might raise those who are sick at heart. Oh, my sweet, adorable children, much foolishness has been spoken of me. I am your brother, not your God. I am your friend, not your father. Wherefore dwelleth thy father? Where can he dwell, save within thy heart? Knock upon this inner door, O children of light, until it be opened unto you, until you do stand and receive this lasting treasure. Yet do I stand at your right hand while you do this, praying that you do this. Yeah, just beautiful words. I don't think I could add to them, Chrissy, unless you wish to comment on those. No, No, it's beautiful. I'll just continue then. Um, Mm. O friends, regard me not as dead and in some mythical heaven, but among you. Regard me, O sweet brothers, as living in your hearts, not as the God within, but as the key to this door, to this palace door, to this door which you can all open for yourselves with this, my key. I chose to walk in lonely silence upon your earth. I chose to die in lonely silence upon the cross. Yet know that this is the symbol of my resurrection up to the mighty light of the Godhead and not the death of a body which passeth and fades to that dust from whence it came. Yet even this was not so. That's a key passage, I think, um, Mm. and a, a tragic one. I mean... The whole strategy, the whole mission of the Master Jesus is uh, is tragic, and it's it's the way that people regard his uh, resurrection and his crucifixion 
um, especially the crucifixion, is, I think, in some cases, incorrect. It, should be, it shouldn't be something we uh, call even a passion in that sense. Yeah. It, it, it's a, just a terrible, gross, mm-hmm. disgraceful act by the human race, which the Master Jesus allowed and used uh, and sacrificed. And I, again, coming back to Dr. King, who has talked about this and you can get his various some of his talks are available if you want to to listen to them they're absolutely outstanding he really understands it and he really knows because of course he does know and did know the master jesus himself and it's um but it's not a strategy i always felt chrissy that dr king really liked or fully agreed with he didn't really agree with the master jesus suffering to that degree And, you know, getting back to what we were talking about uh, the last couple of programs, it did allow a certain degree of interference, he felt, to enter in. And, of course, uh, it's particularly symbolized by the crucifixion. The resurrection, on the other hand, is a thing of light. Um, I think another being must be mentioned, a very, very different kind of being, again, illustrating how different some of these masters are, and a very underestimated one, namely the Saint Peter, mm. who was, of course, his chief disciple and the foundation of the church. And he is—he is a very—I mean, he was not as depicted at all, even within certain sections of the church, as a, a sort of cowardly man who, who, who seems to get a bit confused. And far from it, he was an outstanding thinker. Um, he'd already, it's known, he was, a, I think, a, a, an Essene and a philosophically inclined person already, but he, he was a very brave, extremely strong individual, as he proved. Um, he was told, he was instructed to uh, deny his master when the cock crowed three times in that famous story. Uh, it wasn't a prophecy, it was an instruction, I believe. And he did it because had he not done it, he would have died that night. And had he died that night as well, he wouldn't have been able to plant the seeds for the church, which he still had to do. That was his mission, and he did it. And then when he was ready, he died. And when he chose to die, he chose to be captured, turned back to Rome, allowed himself again to be captured, insisted on being crucified in in an even worse death. Unfortunately, it's... um, the sort of tradition of martyrdom was established and it's uh, as we've been discussing in the previous uh, broadcast now we're in a different era a different age an age of fighting the evil and transmuting the evil but the master saint peter and the master jesus were particularly using it as part of their plan they did win easter was a tremendous victory of course a victory for light it's just that certain dark forces didn't couldn't see that um and they thought they'd had a victory but they didn't because in the end he came and proved them wrong yes well yes very interesting thank you richard and in the meantime he'd taken this karmic debt on behalf of us all yeah Mm. incredible so the next part um of the transmission is, is for us Uh, It will be the same with you when you again do take my word of forgiveness to the outside ones, for they, wrapped in the blanket of selfishness, 
will be hard of sight and hard too of hearing when you speak. Yet know this, O oh my adorable brothers, that should the cup of suffering be handed to you in such times, then take it, O oh my sweet ones. Raise it to your lips and drink full well of this, for even when the time of parting be nigh, will the great and mighty power within you all take this cup from your shaking hand. Wow, yes, that, that's a that's that's a wonderful and very poetic indeed, very. isn't it? Um, yes. A beautiful phrasing, and it has to be read carefully. Uh, should the should the cup of suffering be handed to you in such times, then take it. In other words, in such times, times when you are taking the Master Jesus's word of forgiveness. In other words, you are we are spreading the truth about the Master Jesus and his true message. And should the cup of suffering be handed, then take it. Uh, unfortunately, there are there was a, quite a tradition among certain monks and saints, uh, so-called saints and others, uh, to actually seek out suffering. Yeah. But he doesn't say that. He says, should it be handed to you in such times, then take it. And nor does he say that it will be handed to you. But he says, yeah. should it be handed to Very you. And of course, I think anyone who's really worked in, in, in spiritual work and goes, goes against the grain of, of what a lot of people think, it can be tough and it can be difficult at times. And then, then if that should happen, raise it to your lips and, and, and drink full well. And then this wonderful message, for even when the time of parting be nigh, in other words, even if you, I think I read that as been even if you are going to take it to the death. Yes. Um, the great and mighty power will will take this cup from your shaking hand. So you will be relieved even yeah. if it takes you as far as to your parting. It, it's quite yeah. a deep thing that needs needs meditation, really. Yeah, it's fantastic, that. Mm. Thank you for explaining that, Richard. And the next part is very inspiring. <laughs> so I'd like to read that. Oh, my sweet, oh, sweet brothers of earth, you make not your journey through life alone, for we are all here with you, even as we were in those days. We all are willing again to make our sacrifice as we did in those days, again for you. But do you see, sweet brothers, if this sacrifice is again entailed, it will mean that you stop in rags by the wayside of experience. It will mean that your feet are too sore to go on to God. Yet if you, turning away from the so-called delights of life, do make for yourself this sacrifice, will the very hand of heaven push you onwards, aye, and lift you upwards when you stumble. That is our appeal in this time to men of earth. Yes, that's amazing, isn't it? That's um, hi Do you want to comment on that, Chrissy? Well, I think it kind of says it all. I mean, it's, it does. it's so inspiring to think that you know there are times when we feel we are alone on the spiritual path, but mm. there is a promise that we are not, mm. and also a very profound teaching that um, you know if we turn away from the delights of life, and this is what catches us and keeps us in this materialistic cycle and mm -hmm. 
never kind of reaching up to the spiritual. If we have to make a come to a point where we want to sacrifice some of our time, some of our energy to help, to serve, to heal others. And I think mm-hmm. this is part of what is being said. And when we make that choice, that decision, uh, our life will change. And mm-hmm. as the Master Jesus says, the very hand of heaven will push us onwards. It will be a, such yes. a wonderful time. Yes. So this is the choice for us to make. And the Master Jesus says, I came to earth to teach you how to love through God. Came I not to teach you to love me, but your brother. Mm. I came from Venus, and this is the truth. If this were not true, then, my friends, I would not tell you so, but it is so. Do you want to comment on that? Well, I think, again, we've touched on, on the fact that the Master Jesus came from Venus, as indeed did the Lord Buddha also. Uh, in, the, in the Bible, it's referred to as the bright and morning star, um, and uh, it's quoted. But, um, of course, Venus, as we've discussed, is, is, is a planet particularly associated with the great teachers. And Master yeah. Jesus is undoubtedly one of the great teachers of the cosmos, I would say, certainly of this solar system. Indeed. Oh, my brothers, surround me not with your dogma, but read your own hearts with open-minded care. Then, when you have seen the face of God therein, you will know all these things. The age which is breaking now brings with it great possibilities and is the age of science. And the next part is probably one of my favorite Mm. uh, parts in any transmission. Um, it's about the, the age of Aquarius. Science by itself is like the soulless wanderer in the realms of night. Yet a warmth will come out of love to fashion it into a tool so that it becometh as a wise man finding his home. Warm it with that love, my brothers. Let that wondrous everlasting power from your hearts fall upon this science so that it becometh as a tool in the hands of everlasting divinity, and not that soulless thing which you have made of it. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful, and I think, Chrissy, again, as the astrologer in residence, you should comment on that. Right. Um, The age of science, the age of Aquarius, and we see that um, uh, great advances in science are being made as we speak all the time. Uh, especially, you know, things like quantum physics, uh, the nature of reality has changed. But also science, um, you can take medical science, tremendous advances um, in all areas. But unless this great warmth of love, this compassion uh, is joined with science, it's just a cold, heartless thing. But when they're joined together, as Dr. George King did, with um, he used science, um, in the global missions of healing of the Aetherius Society, and he combined it with the warmth of love, of prayer, to bring these kind of miracle missions which bring healing and upliftment to humanity. And so um, people who are involved, all of us, um, can bring this, this warmth of love to this age. Uh, mm-hmm. And we do this through our prayers, through our healing, through our service. Um, we kind of take the lessons that we've learned in the last stage, in the last 2,000 years, because we've been there, and uh, we're bringing into this age uh, to, uh, you know, 
so that miracle, the miracles can be performed, this combining of science and spirituality. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Thank you, Chrissy. There is mu- thank you. There is much spoken about my next coming. I, Jesus, will not come again, save in this way, now or ever. I have not left you, nor, O oh my sweet brothers, will I ever leave you. The next one who cometh, with the silver wings of wisdom sprouting from his head, will come without that cloud of mystery which surrounded my birth upon this earth. So will the whole world know of this coming. Dear friends, if you use the love I gave you in the correct way, then will you help this coming to take place. That's quite a revelation, I think, there, Chrissy, and one yes. that, again, we've touched on when we talked about the great change and the coming of the next master. Um, but he makes a definite statement there, I, Jesus, will not come again, save in this way, now or ever. So he will not be the next master. Um, it's right. interesting that in, in many traditions, religions, and so on, the the belief, and it's, it's understandable, is that it will be their particular uh, god, avatar, whatever, who's going to be the one who comes. And the same is true of, of, of some Christians who believe it will be Jesus and so on. But it, isn't, it won't be. <laughs> it's going to be, right. we don't know who. Uh, we don't even know for sure whether... I mean, I would guess that it has, but we don't know whether that's been decided even exactly who it will be at this juncture. Um, But we know it will be someone, a great being, an interplanetary being. And there's this phrase here, with the silver wings of wisdom sprouting from his his head. Do you know that um, allusion there, silver wings of wisdom, Chrissy? No, I don't actually. I must, I must no. look into that. Silver wings of wisdom, but um, certainly it's mm. a beautiful phrase. Sprouting from his head will come without that cloud of mystery which surrounded my birth upon this earth. Well, the cloud of mystery I take to be the star of Bethlehem. Oh. Um, but it might not be. It might be, you know, just a way of talking about mystery. Right. Um, yes. But cause, because don't forget the word cloud is also used a lot in the Bible for yes. uh, UFOs. Uh, for example, Moses travelled up Mount Sinai in a in a cloud um, with the, with the um, the stones that on which the Ten Commandments, the tablets that, on which that yeah. was written, and so on. There's a number of mysterious clouds which obviously weren't clouds in in the Bible and elsewhere actually. So it could be that, yeah. or it could just be uh, you know, a way of talking about mystery. But this time, in other words, it will be an open coming. And if it's an open coming in a craft, the craft won't be secret. It'll be seen. And we've talked quite a bit about this before. Um, but it makes a very interesting statement that if you use the love I gave you in the correct way, and I can't think of a better way of doing than that than through the 12 blessings, uh, yes. We will help this coming to take place. We'll help to to make it happen in the right way at the right time for the maximum benefit of all and above all 
for as many as possible to take advantage of it. And talking about the 12 blessings, by the way, may I, may I just agree with what you were saying, that it's a wonderful thing to come along to a service and uh, to come along to one of our temples or one of our branches or one of our groups and join in and really feel it. And uh, where two or more are gathered in my name, said the Master Jesus, there will I be. Um, now, some people aren't able to do that. If you absolutely cannot do that due to distance or health or some real reason, you can go now, of course, to 12 Blessings, our new website, 12blessings.org, and join yes. in there with online services. And I think you take some of those, Chrissy, yourself. But they're done from both America and the UK on a Saturday and Sunday. Go to the website, 12blessings.org, and you can join in online. If you are able to get, though, to one of our services in a, in, a, in, a, in a temple or a branch or a group, that is even better, considerably better, because then you, you get the whole link, including the higher mental realm link, and uh, the whole presence is much, much more powerful. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for mm. mentioning that. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to hear more about the next Masters coming, you can actually do an audio download from org. so you might want mm-hmm. to look into that, people listening. Yes. Um, I just finished this transmission then. Yes. You can, uh, continuing with this uh, about the next master and so on, you can virtually bring a lasting heaven to the surface of your earth, to your country, to your town, to your community, to your house, and to yourself, if you live the laws laid down by the ones who came from the planets to give you our love, our teachings, and our wisdom. Almighty God, may your power flow through all the sweet, adorable brothers and sisters this night, now at this very moment, so that they might be risen up to the power which is within them, so that they might, with my key, unlock this door to everlasting joy and peace, so that they might prepare the platform of sweet, everlasting love to be bathed in the light of wisdom, so that they, blessed by this use of my power, may secure the heaven which the eye that sees knows of, so that, when this is so, they know, and knowing stay, and staying convince, and convincing teach, and teaching raise, and raising bring down the power of God upon all these. Such, O men of London, is my prayer for you all. That really is an absolutely beautiful prayer, is it not, Chrissy? And one which really bears study. And this transmission, by the way, that we are reading from today is published in the book Wisdom of the Planets, uh, which is an Ethereum Society publication of some other wonderful transmissions in in this book. Um, and that is a very profound and very, very deep prayer. But I do think, Chrissy, before we end, it being just two days from the actual birth date of the Master Jesus, March the 15th, not uh, Christmas Day, of course, 25th of December, but in the Piscean period, and in the spring when shepherds would be watching their flocks at night, um, I think it would be very fitting to end this hour, Chrissy, if you'd kindly lead us in the absolutely beautiful prayer that again we've mentioned before, which is in the Twelve Blessings, for the Master Jesus, and delivered by, originally, 
and written, conceived by Dr. George King. I'd love to do that. Thank you. I'm not sure, I want to say, correct myself, whether he wrote it first or whether he just said it inspirationally, probably the latter. Yes, probably. And this was delivered in April 1959. So let's uh, prepare, shall we, in the usual way by placing, by sitting up straight, the spine straight, relaxed around the neck and shoulders, and just begin by breathing deeply and evenly. And focus your mind. And now raise your hands in prayer with the palms facing outwards. And allow the power from your heart to flow as you listen. And those who know this prayer, wherever you are, please join in with the words. Blessed is Jesus. Almighty Brahma, Divine Lord of creation, send forth the power of thy love now so that we might direct it to this wonderful angel who walked in lonely yet shining simplicity among us. Send it through us unto this one so that he might use this energy to further his great mission upon this planet and upon any planet he would visit. Send forth thy power, O Brahma. Allow us, O Brahma, to do this one little thing in return for the sacrifice made by this great being. It is done even as we request, for it is written that man's extremity is thy opportunity. For this, we bow our heads in eternal gratefulness to thee and to thy disciple, Jesus, who is forever among us. That's just a beautiful prayer, and thank you for leading us in that, Chrissy. And uh, thanks to all our listeners again. We're looking at the New Age teachings of the Master Jesus. And uh, I should just say, of course, I probably interrupted you there, Chrissy. People should finish that if you were joining in with the ceiling mudra, as we normally do. Um, and next time, it's avatars and gods who came to earth, Chrissy. Absolutely. And shall we close the last few minutes with making these announcements again, asking Courtney to do that? That would be wonderful. For your upcoming lectures. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, guys. You have been listening to Sirius Radio Live. Sirius Radio Live is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. If you would like more information about the events listed prior in the show, you can connect with the Aetherius Society at www.aetherius.org. You can also connect with Richard Lawrence by visiting his website at richardlawrence.co.uk. And you can connect with Chrissy Blaze by visiting her website at chrissyblaze.com. We want to thank you, everyone, for joining us today and listening, and have a wonderful rest of the month. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Courtney. Um, thank you.